Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Ten dead, ten wounded. One has to wonder what the planning was here in California. When you realize the same thing almost happened at another dance hall. Why is someone trying to shoot up dance halls? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. 833 got Tony. 833-468-8669. This is a story of a couple of things. A horrible, horrible shooting that leaves 10 people murdered. People who didn't deserve to die. And of course, the immediate politicization of any type of shooting for the people who are desperate to keep law-abiding citizens from having firearms. Desperate to keeping you from the Second Amendment. Hate the Second Amendment. And hate you and are willing to lie to you and are willing to use any reason to move forward their mission. This is different then people who may want to look at a piece of legislation, people who may have questions, we're talking about the ideological, and allow me to prove it to you. There is a suspect in this case. A guy walks into a ballroom dance club that is celebrating the lunar calendar. Chinese New Year lunar calendar starts shooting. Ten people dead. Ten wounded. But yet, every single description of the weapon used, here it is from the Associated Press, identified as, and I'm quoting here, magazine-fed semi-automatic assault pistol. Let us start where this starts. Magazine-fed semi-automatic assault pistol. The desperation in trying to make this seem like the most violent weapon. Remember, not the person being violent. No, 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 the weapon being violent. Um, On my hip is a six-hour P365. Is that what they're referring to? It has a magazine. It's semi-automatic. Assault pistol? What, they, they couldn't get enough out of assault rifle, so now they're going to create assault pistol. It's not bad enough that 10 people were murdered, and we do not have a motive. We don't know if this guy got the guns legally. We don't know anything about it. But they're already on the attack with assault pistol. It's embarrassing. It's pathetic. It is beneath Contempt. It's beneath contempt that Chuck Schumer, the leader of the Democrats in the Senate, saying how he's heartbroken by the news of the shooting in Monterey Park, that's where it was in California, amid the Lunar New Year celebrations. We must stand up to bigotry and hate wherever they rear their ugly heads, and we must keep working to stop gun violence. It's always a conversation about gun violence. Um, uh, People... uh, die of drug overdoses we don't talk about drug violence people die from stabbings we don't talk about knife violence only gun violence again another attack on law-abiding gun owners 
we must stand up to bigotry and hate wherever they rear their ugly heads. Well, I agree if someone's murdering 10 people, that's bigotry and that's hate. But that isn't why Senator Schumer said it. Adam Schiff, congressman. 10 dead in Monterey Park, I am sickened. A horrific example of needless gun violence with bigotry towards AAPI individuals as a possible motive. AAPI stands for um, uh, Asian American Pacific Islander. Possible motive? Why? Well, they were celebrating the Lunar uh, New Year and this this uh, ballroom was in, in this area is most frequented by people who are Asian American. Oh, so it's like the conversations out of New York where Asians are, 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 are being targeted and attacked when they're not being attacked, of course, by the Ivy League and kept out of Harvard and Yale. Um, they're being attacked on the streets, usually uh, as has been reported by black men. They never mention that because it doesn't fit narrative. All I'm doing is reporting the facts. If that is insulting to some, I don't know what to do with you. But let me give you another fact before you go. The suspect in this case who murdered 10, then tried to seek shelter in a white van surrounded by SWAT. He took his own life as a 72-year-old Asian-American. It was an Asian-American man. Well, I shouldn't say Asian-American, Asian man. Wouldn't that be more uh, uh, appropriate because I don't know the rest? Who walked into this ballroom and started shooting. Putting an end to the narrative. But it didn't stop Chuck Schumer or Adam Schiff who knew absolutely nothing about this case and immediately talked about the bigotry and immediately went to virtue signal and immediately showed their woke selves as good and proper and righteous. You'll notice neither one of these so-called men gave a damn about 10 dead people. They cared about virtue signaling. 30 minutes after the shooting took place in California, another person entered another ballroom dance center and pulled out his gun. That gun got wrestled away from him by the people who were there. He took off. So now, let's get into the conversation of whether or not these were coordinated attacks. The shooting took place at the Star Ballroom Dance Studio in Monterey Park. 30 minutes later, a man with a gun entered the Lai Lai Ballroom near Alhambra. So, what is it that we're looking at here? What is this? Who was trying to hurt these people? That's a good question. That's something that we should be focused on. Not the woke. The woke are focused on how they can utilize it to move narrative. Here is a tweet from a state representative by the name of Francesca Hung, H-O-N-G, Wisconsin State Representative. Heart is beyond heavy for the victims and their loved ones. Lunar New Year is a time of togetherness, celebration, and love. This tragedy is beyond hate. 
We are broken as a nation to have mass shootings and white supremacy reign terror. Our community is shattered. The murderer was Asian. She didn't even wait to get a data point. It was meaningless to her. Data doesn't matter. Feelings matter. Saying the thing matters. She didn't wait. If I go and check out her Twitter feed right now, is it still there? If I go, well, no, I mean, I can go to her pinned tweet, right? She's got it up there. We live in a country that regulates uteruses, but not guns and suppresses votes, but not hate. Define it how you will, but act to uproot the system. Incrementalism is privilege. She's a treat. She's also a liar and a fraud. Nope, nope, the tweet's still up. The tweet is still up. None of it was done by a white person, but she's still claiming white supremacy. Because as we're going to learn, yes, uh, even even this Asian man can be a white supremacist. Because it all just fits the narrative so easily. I do not know what caused this man to murder 10 people. I only hope for just trying to understand it. Although, how would you understand it that why this took place it's not going to do anything to bring these people back the hearts i don't think it's going to help with with how these families cope but maybe there's something in there that will be helpful to someone somewhere none of these statements from these politicos is helpful to anybody but being helpful in the moment is not what matters They don't want to be helpful. They want to move narrative. They want to move point. And you ask yourself, what do you win with that? Well, maybe you just win votes. Nothing ever actually changes, but you just win votes. Maybe you have a desire to to separate people and to hate people. Maybe that's it. I don't know. But as long as someone can profit off of fake outrage, you are going to see fake outrage in your life. Right there. Clear as day. Meanwhile, this isn't the only insane thing happening over this weekend. More documents were found. That's right. More documents were found. I have got the story. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. Dow is up 250, the NASDAQ up 211, and Spotify is cutting 6% of its workforce. Daniel Elk, who's this Eck, not Elk, Eck, or is it Eek? It's Eck. He's the CEO of Spotify, sending out the message, which is up there at the company website if you want to take a look at it. As we say in our band manifesto, change is the only constant. For this reason, I continue to reiterate that speed is the most defensible strategy a business can have. But speed alone is not enough. We must also operate with efficiency. It's these two things together that will fuel our long-term success. With this in mind, I have some important news to share today. Tony Katz.
Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. In an effort to drive more efficiency, writes Daniel Eck, CEO of Spotify. Control costs and speed up decision making, I've decided to restructure our organization. We are fundamentally changing how we operate at the top. I'll be centralizing the majority of our engineering product work under Gustav as chief product officer and their business and the business area under Alex as chief business officer. And then they start talking about all the people who will be leaving from the top and then of they will are talking about they're going to have to reduce the number of employees. One-on-one conversations will take place with all impacted employees. 6% of the workforce is gone. I find it weird when people tell me about how good things are going when you see things like this. Let me give you an example. This is the craziest story ever. Uh, the Ford Bronco, the new Ford Bronco. Um, I think that Ford knocked it out of the park. I think it looks fantastic. Kylan, Kylan is uh, working the board today. Have you seen the new Ford Bronco? I have not, no. Okay. Uh, do you like a boxy car? No, it's not for me. Okay. Never mind. Forget I said anything. There is the Ford Bronco. It is boxy. Uh, it's, I, I, th- I think, great. I think it's absolutely terrific. And last year when they launched the thing, I think they launched it last year, they delivered 97,000. Broncos. That's crazy. And there are some very, very uh, popular versions, popular trim packages of this Bronco. Now, nothing makes me happier than than the old-style Bronco. To me, the old-style Bronco is everything. I'm talking about AC driving around OJ. I'm talking about that one. That I love, love that Bronco. I won't, I won't lie. I will not lie. But there are some trim packages that have been crazy popular. So popular that Ford can't keep up, just like we know they can't keep up because they don't have chips and, and all other sorts of things. So they're now offering people who have ordered, for example... I, th- I think there was a, a model of Sasquatch. Was that a model? I believe it was. They're now offering those people. Oh, Sasquatch was the upgrade package. Uh, they're offering those people $2,500 to, to pick another car. Don't get this one. We'll give you $2,500 to get another car. Please. Please pick something else. So the Raptor's the top of the line. I think the Raptor's top of the line. Then there's the Heritage Limited. Then there's the Everglades, the Wild Track, the Badlands. What I dig is the Heritage because it does look the most like that that old school kind of thing. It's pretty. It's pretty awesome. But how is it that they're able to make this vehicle? How are they able to make it? How are they able to get the parts? I find that to be stunning. That they're even able to get the parts for any of this stuff. Blows my mind. How can you keep telling me about 
how the economy is in this down place, yet look at this. Or is this exactly the conversation about the difference between Wall Street and Midwest Main Street? Because this is not getting... The, the, are these things not being purchased by Midwest Main Street? They're only being purchased by Wall Street guys who want to feel like some kind of uh, makeshift Cuban dictator? Look, I, I drive an H3, right? I drive a Hummer. I drive an H3. And I will tell you, uh, it, it, it's enjoyable. It, it's, it's not an H1, which I have been looking for. And then people are like, an H1, that thing is huge. Where do you park it? And the answer is, anywhere you want. No one would be able to move it. The thing is, the thing is gigantic. Oh, I would, oh, I'd get one in a heartbeat. And people are like, you should get the ones from like the military surplus. You can you can buy them for like a few thousand dollars. I'm like, yeah, but like, am I going to drive that? I'm like, maybe I would. Maybe I would just drive that monster of a thing. But is, is this it? It's like, all right, it's fifty, sixty thousand dollars. But the Wall Street guys, like, ah, I'll be, I'll be so cool, and they'll have it for two years, and they'll get rid of it, and they'll move on to the new thing, and that'll be that, and that's why it's so popular. I don't know, but it seems to fly in the face of where the economy is. It really and truly does fly in the face of of, of where everything's at, and, and when you see Spotify cutting six percent, and you already know uh, that Google and Microsoft and, and and Amazon have cut their workforces, it's kind of hard to make the circle square. It's kind of hard to bring it all together. I, it's it's because you can talk about how cool the the new Bronco is, but in the end, fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars on a vehicle. Who's spending it? Sure, there are some you can get for 42000 Right now, who is spending it? Well, someone needs a car. Just saying. Just saying that it doesn't seem to connect. Meanwhile, according to one of India's ministers, Apple is looking to move 25% of its iPhone manufacturing to India which currently does 5 to 7% of the iPhones. This is everything you want to see if you're looking to do damage to China. Because this is doing damage without a bullet. It's doing damage without uh, endangering one American life. Just move the stuff. Now, you know that China has already stolen all the technology for the iPhone, right? Because they don't create, they steal. That's who they are. They're the, the Communist Chinese Party. The communists are thieves. They don't create, they steal. But if you remove the production from China, you remove those jobs from China, uh, you, you hurt China in a way that they can't be hurt in conventional means. This is how you win the war. You want to talk about Cold War? There you go. There you go. This is uh, this is good stuff. More documents found in Joe Biden's home, and his excuse. But he doesn't have any regrets, so why would he have an excuse? I've got that story. Find everything TonyCats.locals.com. This is Tony Katz today.
Hand me a classified document going out of a skiff. I like I I'd, I'd put my hands up in there and let it drop on the floor. You are taught. We don't know what is. You that. are taught. No, no. This is a cultural thing. It just is. You are taught to treat classified documents in a certain way. And so that's why Durbin is responding the way Durbin's responding and why a lot of people are shocked by it. And you're just going like this? No, no, no. no. It's just as bad. I agree. It's just as bad <laughs> if a Democrat's doing it as a Republican's doing uh, Now, listen, you look to intent and the intent for Donald Trump, obviously far worse with Joe Biden, based on what we know. It was just sloppy. Yeah. But man, it was sloppy with America's classified information and i just don't understand it and i and it's more than sloppy joe scarborough but i don't expect you to be clear about it it goes back to his time as a u.s senator joe biden now found with classified documents going back to his time as senator he has no ability to declassify anything as vice president. There would be no reason for him to have classified documents. As senator, he was able to take classified documents home. He's had them in his home all his, all this time next to the Corvette, just hanging out. That is unbelievable to witness. The story coming out over the weekend, Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. That Joe Biden had even more classified documents. Now me, I was on uh, on, on, on the Fox there with uh, Lawrence O'Donnell. And uh, Kevin Walling was a Democrat, and Kevin was Kevin was in a pretty foul mood. I got to admit, but it's very hard to defend Joe Biden in this situation. This is ugly. Documents at the UPenn Biden Center, both in an office that wasn't his, locked behind a closet door, whatever that means, and in his private office. Then documents in his home and in his garage, a home where his son, Hunter Biden, who has a drug issue and is connected to overseas business dealings, had access to them, spent his time when COVID, having COVID quarantined there. And when he got asked uh, about this by Lawrence O'Donnell, it was the same old argument. Wally. Gentlemen, thanks so much for joining the program. Um, Kevin, I want you to listen to this uh, soundbite from KGP real quick. Let's play it. Did you not know on Friday that those documents had been found when you were at the podium? Or are you being directed by someone to not be forthcoming on this? I have been forthcoming from this podium. What I uh, said yes to was what the statement at the time that we all had. Right. You all had the statement uh, and I was repeating what the what the uh, council was sharing at that time. First, if you're only repeating statements, what is the point of having a White House press secretary? 
What's the point? And secondly, how come you're not in the loop of what's being found and when? So Kevin goes about trying to answer this. So Kevin, all of us feel like we've been lied to. The press, the American people, and this was supposed to be administration that returned to normalcy. What's going on, brother? Well, Lawrence, I think we're actually seeing transparency because we're talking about this very fact. You saw the Department of Justice spend an entire day uh, going through the president's house, figuring out what documents are there. They found six additional documents. That's a problem, but it's being addressed. And I think what you're seeing is this process play out now with two special counsels, one for the Mar-a-Lago situation and one now for the situation with President Biden. You have a former Trump Department of Justice official who is that special counsel. And to the extent that we can remove politics from both the Mar-a-Lago situation and this situation, we should. This is a good thing for the American people. Now, I don't know how this is a good thing for the American people. I also don't know how you bring up Trump and then say you want to remove politics from it, Kevin. I mean, personally, I don't see how you do this. This is a problem because it is a problem. And it is a scandal because it is a scandal. And it is indeed a scandal. Whether you like it or not, whether you want it or not, it's totally inconsequential. It's a scandal. What I say? Did I say Lawrence O'Donnell? Sorry, Lawrence Jones. I said Lawrence Jones. I said Lawrence O'Donnell. I meant Lawrence Jones. I apologize. I was looking at some other video, and there was some Lawrence O'Donnell video there. I apologize. There's a big difference between Lawrence Jones and Lawrence O'Donnell. If only that I know Lawrence Jones for a good number of years, and uh, and Lawrence O'Donnell is not my guy. My apologies. Why won't you admit? That's a scandal. And Biden looks awful in it because he does. Democrats are starting to turn on Joe Biden. I'll get to that in a moment. And of course, there's a reason for it. But when we go back to this, go back to my my appearance there on on Fox with Lawrence Jones. Uh, His show is Saturday nights at 10 p.m. Lawrence asked me the question and, well, I tried to bring it direct. I'm glad you mentioned that because the Department of Justice said they haven't told him not to say anything. They haven't told Tony, they haven't told him not to say anything, but they keep saying that the Department of Justice has a limit on what they can say, but that's simply not true. Right. It's, it's absolutely not true. Andrew McCarthy explains this in the pages of National Review. William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor, LegalInsurrection.com, explains this very thing. And one thing that Kevin can't explain while he somehow lauds the Biden administration for doing things ipso facto is that Corinne Jean-Pierre told us six times that the search was complete. One, two, three, four, five. Let's add a thumb in there. Six times we, we were have told. The sound. Uh, hold on, the, Tony. Let's just complete. Let's just, it wasn't complete. Let's play the it? sound. Let's play the sound. Here, here's, here's the press secretary. Play it. You said that the search has been completed, but is the president confident that there are no additional documents with classified markings that remain in any other additional locations? Look, uh, I can just refer you to what his team said. The search is complete. Now, she has actually said that, and, and this was a last Thursday press conference, two Thursdays ago, last Thursday, uh, six different times she said the search was complete. Now, the line that I was going for, um, one, two, three, four, five, let's throw in the thumb six, as opposed to the administration, which is throwing out the middle finger. That's the line I was going for, but I got pressed for time. Um, it's hard to say.
that the administration is being transparent when it's not. But the the what you're about to hear next, and and it, it was clear, Kevin's a, a nice dude. Kevin Walling, uh, former Biden surrogate Democrat, he's he's a I think he's a Fox News contributor. You see him everywhere. He's a nice dude. For whatever reason, he was just he was a bit ornery in this one. Um, he is making an argument first that how the Biden administration is acting now is so good, and I discuss that as the ipso facto argument. That's the after the fact argument. It doesn't change what was done. And clearly what's been happening for years, literally for years, of him taking classified documents. But the the other part of it is in the in the explanation of what's been happening, is anybody else gonna ask why has the White House been so bad at this? Why have they been unable to get on the same page and just let us know what happened? Lawrence now takes it back to Kevin. The search is complete, Kevin. Well, that clearly wasn't the fact. And I think, as I said today, it is important that you saw the Department of Justice spend the entire day at that house searching up and down for any of these documents. Six more of those documents were found. And the process is playing out uh, as we we have seen. And again, it's uh, it's not a matter of what. Because, why did she say it? Because she did, wasn't fully informed about the process playing out, certainly. You have department thing, lawyers, Kevin. you have the president's personal lawyers, you have the Department of Justice lawyers, and you have the press secretary. These are all separate uh, operations going on at the same time. Last and, and again, you have some things that are under the purview of the special of counsel, like similar to what's going on with, the, with Donald Trump and the special counsel. Let's not talk about Donald Trump. He has nothing to do with Joe Biden's house in Rehoboth Beach or in Wilmington. We can can absolutely. These things don't happen in a vacuum. Tony, I'm happy you got your voice back. But these things don't happen in a vacuum. You're right. They don't happen in a vacuum. But it has Trump's issues with having classified documents are over there in in Trump world with Mar-a-Lago. Why did he have them? At least Trump has the potential for excuse. I was the president of the United States. I declassified him. What's your problem? Joe Biden doesn't have any of this. The issue, the question that I asked is, I I did interrupt him. I won't lie. Why is it happening like this? Why would she tell us it's complete when it's not? And the answer is, well, that's the information she had. Why? What's going on at the White House that makes the, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? The sharing of the information so ridiculous. People have been referring to it as the drip, drip, drip. Politically, you know there's nothing worse, right? You do not want a story to last multiple days. You don't want process stories for weeks. You don't want a continuous story. You want something else to take hold of the front page, and then you fade off into the sunset. It's been two damn weeks. The guy can't fade off into the freaking sunset. And that's the fault of the administration. That's the fault of the team. They cannot get it together. And maybe that's why Ron Klain is heading out the door and Jeff Zients is stepping in. Ron Klain, White House Chief of Staff, 
the not-so-much pride of North Central right here in my beloved Indianapolis. Preparing to leave the job. There was a rumor that he was going to do so after the election. He's doing so now. In the middle of this scandal, the White House chief of staff is leaving. Not a good look. Not a good look at all. Jeff Zients was the uh, COVID-19 response coordinator uh, for Biden. And now maybe the guy, as has been reported, to take over. Uh, Ron Klain, uh, I am sure, takes the heat for a lot of failures from this administration. The administration likes to tout, look at all we've accomplished, and look at this, and look at this, and look at this piece of legislation. These pieces of legislation are not popular with America. Maybe popular with some senators, some members of Congress, some members of the party, but not popular with America. The Inflation Reduction Act doesn't reduce inflation. They admitted so at their Davos at the World Economic Forum. The American Rescue Plan, oh, sure, you're spending money like drunken sailors. No offense to drunken sailors, but you also have increased the inflation that has made everybody's life difficult regardless of their party. So even the things they want to celebrate don't really get celebrated because the reality of what it is they created has created so many problems, has created such furor in, 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 well, on Midwest Main Street especially. But they have not been able to have a unified voice on what has happened. Everybody, everybody, different pages, everybody, different focus, everybody, Incapable of connecting, talking to somebody, and getting on message. That's really amazing. That's really amazing. And Ron Klain was not able to do it. Maybe this new guy can. But we should be clear about something. And and Kevin Walling made this, I think, very, very apparent there on Lawrence Jones's show. Um, Corinne Jean-Pierre is on an island. She's all by herself. She's not a good press secretary. She has not garnered the trust of the press corps. She has lied to the press corps, and the press corps is wicked angry. I've been saying this for a while now. It cannot be stated, overstated, or understated, or somehow stated. They understated. That's it. They are angry. Angry. And she has no way to get their trust back because the administration is not on a page to tell the full story. And every day or every couple of days, drip, 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 something else comes out. We were told the adults were in charge. God help us. I'm Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz Today. Can someone teach me how the Facebook scams work? I, in between uh, the the show, like like let's say we're in in a commercial, I do one of a couple of things. Sometimes I'm setting things up for what I'm going to talk about next, uh, but more often than not, I'm clearing out my head from what I was just doing so I can get myself ready for for what's coming next. That that's how I do it, Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. Some people do yoga. I look at stuff on Facebook Marketplace. 
That's what I do. I swear to you. If I'm not on Realtor.com, I'm looking at stuff on Facebook Marketplace. And every now and then, you'll see like 2002 Jeep Wrangler, this, 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 $850. You, you know it's a scam. The question is, how does the scam work? I can't figure out that you know that they're not selling the Jeep for $850. So how does it work? What are they doing? What do they tell people? How are they able to then take them away from that subject and move them into something else? Oh, sorry, that was, that was a mistake. But I do have this nice Toyota Celica. I can't, I, I, I stare at them, I look at them, I try and figure it out. I know it's a scam. I sometimes will email these people going, hey, great scam. I just don't know how it works. How do they get away with it? How does it make them money? Who buys in? If you know, Tony at TonyCats.com. I would love to know. I would love to know how this works. Dear Lord. Meanwhile, Democrats are turning on Joe Biden. It was riots in Atlanta, but exorcisms in San Francisco. I will explain. This is Tony Katz today. Tony Katz.